Alright, hey, it's Brian with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana. And this week we have a surprise guest. We've got the uh, we're gonna we're we're gonna call him the real Josh and the fake Josh, right? The fake Josh is my co-host, which you guys already know, Josh Adams on the bottom of your screen with uh, he's uh, at Midwest Vintage Cards on Instagram, and then the real Josh that we have in the top right of your screen. I guess maybe it's top left. I don't know how these things work. I'm too old. Is uh, is Josh Dawson, which is at Northeast Sports Cards on Instagram. So. Guys, welcome to the show. Uh, ready to get cranking. We're going to be missing the Mavericks game. We must love talking about sports more than watching sports because we're sitting here and we're just talking about sports and sports cards instead of actually watching the game that actually matters. <laughs> That's right. Um, if I'm red, right, I know I watched a crossover episode and Chris uh, changed colors. I am also red. I sat and I watched my kids play soccer all weekend, right? And in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it was like 102 degrees already. And so uh, I am changing colors. I'm in that part of the season where my neck and my face change colors, which is terrible and embarrassing, but uh, there's nothing I can do about it. So don't adjust your screen. Your screen is fine. It's just me and my uh, my change of colors. I'm like a chameleon. Um, but uh, guys, we we brought Josh Dawson on, the real Josh, Northeast Josh. We brought him on because he is a very good friend of Josh Adams and I. We uh, talk all the time, probably on a daily basis. Um, we're familiar with each other's collections. And uh, he was our first guest, and it's not by chance. He's got a fantastic basketball card collection, but it goes even beyond that. Um, Josh, just kind of tell everybody that's watching, just tell us your story, right? This is cliche, but just tell us your story, how you started, how old you are, you know, what got you into collecting, and just take it and go with it. Yeah, I got some years on both of you guys. So, uh, all right, so I started uh, collecting cards in 84, 85, um, really started building sets in 86, 87, Topps Baseball, um collected baseball cards up through the mid 90s through high school and then kind of took a break um decided to at one point when i got really into michael jordan and following michael jordan i'm from st louis so it was my naturally my closest basketball team so gravitated towards the bulls sold all my baseball cards got into collecting michael jordan and kind of never looked back i mean that's the short abbreviated version but as uh, as you mentioned i still try to go back now that i'm a little bit older picking up some of those Griffies and Frank Thomases and things from the nineties that I, I loved so much when I was, when I was younger and I started collecting and, but I, I focused mostly on Michael Jordan followed by LeBron. So that's well, most of my PC. I, I can tell you right now. And I, I already told the other Josh uh, that I'm so jealous of you guys. I took two separate decades off from when I started collecting until today and I'm so jealous of you guys because y'all grinded through it. You didn't stop collecting. And uh, and I don't know what I was thinking. I hate it so much that I know that there's like 3,650 days that I could have been collecting cars, right? <laughs> During one of the greatest eras ever. Like I literally almost missed the entire 90s decade. And, you know, is it fair to say the 90s is one of the biggest components of your collection, Josh? Yeah, for me, it definitely is. And in the cost base, right? I mean, it was so cheap and so readily available to get whatever card came out of that pack in 95, 96, 97. So, you know, so it was it wasn't too difficult to source source items either. Well, mid, look, Midwest Josh likes the 90s so much. He created an auction house that's just just for the nice. 90s. Like, he, yeah. he doesn't want any more decades. Even the decades he was born in, he's like, the hell with it. The 90s for the decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing else matters. So, so tell us this. We talked a little bit before you came on, but let, let everybody watch and know if you had to break down, we're going to break your collection down because really we're going to spend most of this hour talking about your collection, about the 90s and uh and what direction you went and why and what direction you're going from this point forward so if we had to break your collection down into sports this is a basketball primarily a basketball channel but if we had to break it down into the like i think you collect maybe the four major sports baseball basketball football hockey um break it down for me percentage wise just so the viewers know well um it's about 90 percent basketball um i'd say maybe even the 91 92 percent it's that heavy into basketball the if I had to say 90% basketball, um, six or 7% baseball, um, the last 2% football, and I really don't do hockey at all. Yeah. Although I'd love to pick up some McDavid stuff right now. I, I just can't, you know, I try to stay in my lane a little bit. <laughs> I'm already diversifying and yeah, yeah. getting into other things, but uh, my son does Pokemon. So we're starting to look at Pokemon together too. So, you know, diversifying where we can, but I, again, when I have a decent size, you know, amount of money, 5,000 or whatever, it's really hard for me to die, you know, go away from Michael Jordan when I'm, you know, trying to fill holes and still, still collecting. So I've coined a phrase, first of all, Midwest Josh is shaking his head at you about the hockey. He's like 2%. That's ridiculous. Like, but keep in mind, infinity higher percent than my hockey collection, right? Which is zero. <clears throat> Midwest Josh is going to make me buy a hockey card at some point before the national or at the yeah. national. Maybe. At the national. I'll strongly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. As long as you buy it for me, I'm, I'm all for it. I love to put a hockey card in my collection as long as you buy it. Right. It's easy. But, yeah, but I'm with you. Have, Josh, Josh. Have 10, 10 hockey cards. In my yeah. Collection. Listen to me. It is like I've coined this phrase. And so if anybody steals this, it started here. All paths lead back to Jordan in the hobby for me. Right. And I, it sounds like you're kind of the same way. Yeah. Every yeah. dollar, even, you know, when you flip cards and, and we're all collectors, right, at heart, but we also invest. Nobody wants to buy cards that they don't think are going to go up. When you do hit it right and when you do hit a double or even hit a home run, my money always ends up getting into Michael Jordan. It, it always does. All paths lead back to Jordan. Is that kind of that way for you? Yeah. And I, I just don't prospect that much. I think a lot of people just buy into the hype and they prospect. I've just started prospecting on both yeah. a football and a basketball player, but, but really I, I try not to just follow the hype and, you know, buy the next hottest guy because maybe I'm missing out, but um, I just feel more comfortable with the, the, you know, the goats of every sport. Sure. I mean, if I was going to buy a hockey card today, it would probably either be a McDavid or it'd probably be Gretzky, you know? you know i know other hockey players i do follow it a bit but but i just want to you know i buy something very stable that i you know can put away and just not kind of forget about yeah so we're in a group chat together i'll be honest with you i, I see you i don't see you sell cards ever like i always <laughs> wanted to ask you that question have you ever sold a sports card like yeah. i've always seen you buy right and your collection mm -hmm. is massive but we're going to get into it in a little bit but i don't see you sell very often do you sell yeah, I do. I mean, I, I'm there's there's a set of cards that I will buy with the in, specific intention of you know flipping them or buying sure. you know selling them. But if I buy a Jordan or a LeBron card, no. I mean, it's because I'm filling a hole and it's part of my PC. So yeah. I, yeah. I'm on a PSA set registry. I try to you know I'm number two on the set registry, and I'm trying to you know just keep chipping away at that. And you know I'm a completionist versus a uh, you know. A shoebox guy, you know. So uh, you have, you have the same of our friends can fit their whole collection of shoebox, and they're more valuable than mine. But I just uh, I like kind of having one of everything. So I'm with you. I like I like amassing an army, right? I've got I, like some people want 15 generals 
I just want a million soldiers, right? Yeah, just, there's something about volume and accumulating a large collection um, that this it just speaks to you. And, and you, it sounds like you've got the same addiction as me, like set collecting, PSA set registry, completion, the need to like complete quests, right? Check that off and move on to the next one, move on to the next goal. Josh and I talked about that a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk about that a lot on the pop report on these episodes is set collecting, because I think there's a lot more people out there that do what we do and want to complete sets and collect sets. I just don't think the content that's out there for sports cards right now focuses on that. So it's almost like people think set collecting. What is that? You know, one percent of the of the of the people in the hobby. No, it's not. It's much bigger, yeah. but that doesn't get clicks. Investing gets clicks. Huge wins, huge losses, card shows, uh, you know, shiny modern RPAs, huge cards, which is great. I get it. But yeah. there's never really been content out there that's focused primarily on set collecting. So I think that's why it kind of gets swept under the rug. Josh, Midwest, Josh, you think the same thing? I mean, is our, where are we at with that? No, I agree with you totally. It's not, it's like, you know, everyone loves the homers. No one loves the uh, doubles and singles. Like, yeah. The, uh, Set collecting is awesome. It's how I started, and I still I still set collect. Yeah, you know? and there's different set collecting, right? There's right. insert in you know you can literally collect a set of insert cards, you know, for all twenty players, or you can do a player set collection, which is what that's I do. It. And right. that's what that's what the PSA set registry is. I mean, it can be right. You can make it. Right. Michael Jordan set collecting in the set. How many Jordan cards are there? You, you're going to know. It's twenty something thousand, is it not? Yeah, and I'm I'm only like forty eight percent there. Yeah, <laughs> as, as much as I have, it's it's not even halfway. It's crazy. And you're number two. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. That that just lets you know, you know, and every single one of those cards has a story, right? Even the collector's choice base Jordans have a story. Like every card's got a story. And that's yeah. why I love yeah. collecting Jordans so much. So we broke your collection down based on uh, percentage uh, sport by sport, right? Let's break your basketball card collection down by player. If you had to break that down, I haven't heard you mention the name Kobe Bryant, which is going to obviously, there you go. I knew you were going to get that disgruntled face. Okay. Like he doesn't approve <laughs> of what you're doing here with the Jordan LeBron move, right? Yeah. You know, that may not work out for you, Josh Dawson. You don't have any Kobe. <laughs> I haven't heard Kobe yet, but break me down if you can, like just the primary players that you PC in basketball. Yeah, I'd say it's about 70% Jordan, uh, maybe 15% LeBron, and then it's a myriad of a couple different players I PC. Some Shaq, Vince Carter, Kobe, yeah. Durant, um, I, Iverson, Marbury, um, and then a couple of the newer guys. You know, I'm really starting to get into jaw uh, before he got real hot. So, again, I try not to prospect too much, but I waited a little bit and, you know, a little bit, a couple key key rookie cards of those guys. But I really try to, um, I'd say the, the last 20% or so of my collection is a myriad of multiple different players you know and yeah. i did sell some of my higher end kobe's i had some exquisites and some nice ones and ended up buying a car last year so <laughs> you know uh it paid off pretty well so did you get a vanity plate did you get a vanity plate that said thanks kobe or something like that on the back of it i i got one that says gem mint 10. <laughs> Stop. That's, awesome. that's awesome those don't exist anymore by the way <laughs> you can't get those anymore so yeah save that plate uh, off topic, you mentioned his name, Steph Marbury, right? Yep. Um, does he get in? You think he gets in the Hall of Fame with his yep. whole body of work? Remember, it's not an NBA Hall of Fame, right? It's yep. a whole body of work. It's and so you've got a Hall of Fame and with China and everything he's done over there, I think absolutely. 
I think he I does do. too. I also think people, it's funny, he came into the league, took it by storm, put up crazy numbers, kind of got blackballed, right? And, and part of it was his own doing. Um, and then never really got his second chance. Like some guys like Carmelo got a second chance. He got blackballed too. I mean, Carmelo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carmelo's a first ballot guy, right? He's a top 10 scorer of all time. He got his second chance to say, okay, fine. I'm going to accept my role as a role player. Dwight Howard's another great example. People may not believe this. Dwight Howard's a first ballot Hall of Famer too, period. End of story. No question. Mm-hmm. He got a second chance to prove he can be an extremely valuable role player. Marbury never got that chance, but he went in a completely different direction. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I saw a really good documentary on him. That might have saved his life. Like going over there, going to Asia might have saved that dude's life. He was in a very bad spot. Why do you collect Marbury? Where did he come from? I just liked him when I was watching basketball consistently. I mean, it wasn't, it's not just him, right? It's, it's all those guys kind of from that era, but Marbury kind of sticks out like Iverson. You know, I, I do collect Shaq a lot. Um, so I have a big Shaq PC, but you know, um, Duncan, you know, all those, you know, just the better players at the time. So uh, Penny Hardaway is another one kind of similar. They keep not the best basketball player in the world, but at one time, if you remember Tyra Banks commercials and stuff, like he was hot, right? I mean, yeah. so, I, I love Penny when he was with Shaq in Orlando, and so I, I still kind of PC Penny stuff, you know. So one one day we're going to talk about the the what could have been guys, right? We're going to talk about Penny. We talk about Marbury. We talk about Grant Hill, who still ended up being a Hall of Famer. We talk yeah. about Greg Oden. People act like Greg Oden was a bust. Greg Oden was not a bust. Greg Oden got injured, right? Uh, Anthony Bennett is a bust. Greg Oden was just injured. Sam Bowie. Yeah. People act like he was a bust. He got injured. He broke his tibia twice, right? Um, there's just a long list of guys that you just – Derek Rose, another one. Like, he came back and finished his career, but, my God, what could Derek Rose have been, right? As a Chicago guy, Midwest Josh, you got to be kidding. I mean, he uh, changed the course of the franchise um, yeah. for the worst because of the injuries, right? I mean, you were yeah. taking them to the top, and then, then boom, twice, like in a yeah. short succession. It's terrible you know? luck. He was awesome. He's big. He's still a big name here in Chicago. Yeah, for sure. We'll see how Zion um, plays out, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. What about vintage? You touch vintage, Josh? Um, not in basketball. Um, yeah. I really don't go. I don't go past '86 backwards. Um, okay. However, I'd love to pick up a couple of the bigger Grail cards, but uh, I do with baseball. Um, so okay. baseball, I really tried to um, put together Mantle, Maze, Maris. Um, those, some of those guys from the from the early '50s and '60s. Um, nothing really vintage beyond you know the '50s. Uh, so I don't do tobacco or any of that, but, um, but yeah, with baseball, I do, I do some of the older cards and, um, that's really about it as far as, um, you know, pre, pre 1975 baseball, I, I kind of built a set from 75 on up. Yeah. So I have, I have either hand collated or factory sets for all the baseballs years, just, just because I kind of buy one for the kids mm-hmm. every year and sure. keep doing that as a tradition. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the only vintage I do though, not in basketball. Midwest, Josh, where do you think vintage starts? Working backwards chronologically. What, what's the first year where you'd say vintage? 80? No. Oh, the first year vintage starts or the later where it ends? Yeah, just the word no, what ends. I don't know. You can go back in the 1800s, I guess. But, I mean, where does it start working backwards? You're like, oh, like some people backwards. would say 1980s vintage, and some people would say, you're crazy. you got to go no, way back. Yeah, I think like 670 is the end, like 69 okay. and, and like end of Mantle's career backwards is vintage okay so you don't bird magic that's not vintage i don't think so josh you agree josh i'm I'm completely in agreement that's why i said like 75 for me is kind of the number 
Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm just a few years off, but I, I think yeah. like 75 prior to 75 is vintage for me. Do y'all both, do y'all have a Topps Bird Magic rookie? Do not. I have one. I have a raw one stuck around somewhere. Okay. So yep. I'm better. Basically, my collection is better than yours. My Bird Magic collection <laughs> is better than both of you, right? That's going to be my claim. That's what people are going to take away from this episode. Sure, you, sure. Both, you, sure. you both failed, basically. So I, uh, I want to look up the cardboard. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I plan to get one in a nine at some point. Yeah, that's what I've got. I, you know, I, I bought a when I first came back in the hobby. I started making a move. I bought tons of '86 Fleer Jordan. I bought tons of 1980 Bird Magic in sevens and eights, and I bought one nine to keep forever. I've sold. I've flipped. I guess they would say, but you know, I held it for probably a year and a half. Um, so I bought it pre-spike. Uh, I've sold all those PSA seven and eight magic and birds and I've kept the nine and I'm not going to let go of the nine because I know I'll never get a 10. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I know I won't ever get a 10, right? I mean, even if I pooled all my stuff and could go get it, that card, you know, again, we, we talk about the all pass leading back to Jordan. I would always come back to, but yeah, but how much could I buy? If, I, if I'm going to spend 800 grand on a card, how many Jordans could I buy for my collection, right? right. So I would never make that kind of sacrifice. So I'm happy with the nine. I think it's a cool card. It made that huge run and now it's back. You can probably go pick one up. It's not that bad, you know? Um, but uh, okay. So yeah, we asked about, you know, buying and selling. Tell us, um, you've got a massive collection. It, there's no way in a in a 60 minute podcast we're ever going to be able to kind of. I've seen it, right? You've taken me on a tour of it. There's no way we're going to see the breadth of your collection. We're going to see some yeah. of your monsters at the end. So if you're watching and you're like, "This is boring as hell," stay tuned. At the end, it's going all hell is going to break loose. We're going to see some monsters, including a million dollar card, uh, which you know I'm like ho hum, a million dollar card, right? We're going to see some great stuff, but. Where do you buy your cards primarily? Like, what is your buying platform of choice? It's a dentist. Still use eBay. Um, for me, I still, I still use eBay. Uh, I use PWCC, Golden, um, sometimes Heritage, but uh, mostly auction platforms. Uh, I'm I'm kind of keen to. I've, I've started using Alt for the first time this year, so uh, you know, just looking at all, all the different avenues, but really just depends on you know how rare an item is if i have to have it it's a you know really once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing i i picked up a, a 05 ultimate collection lebron card but it was numbered one of one and i needed it to find like complete the set of 05 lebrons yeah. so when it popped up i had no choice like that you know whatever platform it's on that's where i had to go right so i've um I've kind of got a similar story like a card came up that on a set that i'm collecting and i had to get acclimated get approved on a certain auction house, which I'd never bought from. Uh, you, sometimes the cards take you to the auction house or the platform that you never thought you would buy on. Like my yeah. slab, the card showed up for a set that I'm collecting. I had no choice. I jump on my slabs and it was fine. I mean, everything was fine. Right. Um, but do you, do you think that's a, both of you guys, I want to know what both of you guys think. I know you can use all there's, there's so many platforms. There's, I mean, we just named 10, probably there's probably 20 or 15. We didn't even mention Instagram, Facebook, whatnot, Twitter, TikTok, or whatever the hell else you could buy on. Do yeah. you think that um, while that gives you an opportunity to arbitrage and exploit and, and find deals because not all the eyes are in the same place, do you think that's a barrier to entry to the hobby? Do you wish there was one uniform sports cards are us platform where every every single transaction was transacted? Do y'all think that would help the hobby? Josh, I'll let you answer first. I think it's bad. I think competition is good because then you can 
fight for lower buyer premiums, better service, better, you know, better options. But mm -hmm. no, I think the fact there's all these different places is great. You like it. And yeah. I do too. I, it's hard to keep track as a, as a buyer, right. To, to know what's going off on what date and that kind of thing. And, and know, you know, where, where certain things are being listed because there's PWCC weekly and there's PWCC premier and then there's golden and all, and they're all going off, you know, sometimes on the same days. So that's frustrating, but I think like uh, Josh said, it's, it's healthy competition. I'll say this, and I don't mean to, like, I'm not beating the drum that we're better than anybody else, but I will tell you this, uh, having multiple platforms like that and requiring, um, you know, uh, diligence, research, stick-to-itiveness, consistency, um, you know, and, and just like immersing yourself in the hobby, it rewards that, right? Because we may know a card's going for sale and maybe only 5% of the 10% of the hobby knows. I mean, it, it, what's shocking is that, I bet you 75% of the hobbies never bought a card on PWCC or Golden. And, and we tend to forget that, right? Because the people that we're rubbing shoulders with, we're traditionally, you know, we're talking about high-end LeBron, high-end Jordan, you know, high-end hockey, uh, Peter Forsberg, you know, Peter Forsberg hockey collector down here wearing his Peter Forsberg jersey. We're talking about monster cards all the time, right? Because those are the cards that are fun to talk about. But what we tend to forget is how many new entrants in the hobby are only buying on eBay or my slabs or Facebook or Instagram pages, you know? Um, so I think it rewards those who absolutely immerse themselves um, in all of those different platforms. And I'm not quite there, right? I, I'm very familiar with PWCC. I'm starting to know what I need to know about Golden. And then the rest for me is eBay, IG, and Facebook. And that's where I stop. I've never bought a card from Heritage. I've never bought a card from Mile High, Robert Edwards, any of those auction houses hopefully we can all start looking at 90s auctions.com when it comes out i think september right is when it starts to get going yep. um Absolutely. and i've seen i've seen some posts on instagram with some really cool looking cards that i want to get my hands on already <laughs> right? so uh and that's one thing i'll say that first auction is going to be big time because there's going to be a hell of a lot of exposure building up to september there's a lot of months between now and september to get the word out and get those cards up on instagram pages you know and i know josh will do a good job at the national right Oh, thank you. That's right. I got I got my Louisiana connection to uh, yeah. Hustle yeah. Business for me. Thanks. Look, I'll get you all seven of the collectors in Louisiana to buy off your platform. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, I can't wait for the national. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. All right. That, look, again, we we could ask Josh a million questions about family and work and career and all that stuff, and, and we'd use the whole show. Let's kill topic number one. That was who is Josh Dawson? You guys have a general idea who he is. I've sat here and told you how great he is and how impressive his collection he is. Let's start now talking about uh, topic number two and then topic number three at the end of the show. Remember, we're going to look at some of Josh's cards and let him flash some of those cards on the screen. Tell us stories behind them, how he got them, uh, you know, what they mean to him and why they're in his collection. But topic number two today is going to be our top 10 90s inserts and parallels basketball. OK, top 10 90s inserts and parallels. And this is not what are the top 10 most valuable inserts and parallels because all of our lists would be exactly the same, right? That is something that we can actually go on card ladder or go on another sales platform and figure out. We aren't talking about that. That's boring. We're talking about what are our favorites, right? 90s inserts and parallels. So why don't we get cranking with Midwest, Josh? Why don't we start with you? Let's start and let's go in reverse order. Let's start with number 10. Jambalaya. Number 10. Wow. I like it. 
I like the, the die cut feature. I like uh, the embossed uh, characteristics of the card and the action shots are fantastic because, you know, a lot of cards, you know, it's either somebody to free throw line or but every shot is like a pretty cool in action pose. And I like it a lot. So I'm with for you. me, that's, that's number 10. I know it's much higher on a lot of other people's uh, list, but for me, that's number 10. I, I thought I was going to ask you, Josh Dawson, what do you think? Where's Jambalaya? Is Jambalaya on your list? And then where is it? And I'm surprised it's not higher. Maybe I did the homework uh, wrong. So I, I just kind of did my favorite 90s inserts by look, not necessarily by value. No, or that's anything. it. Same. So, that's what I did. So, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. For me and my Jordan PC, my Jambalaya is probably in that around that 10 spot. Um, yeah. For me, uh, you know, it didn't make the cut as far as just my favorite looking cards. Fair enough. What's number 10 on your list? Um, I like this, this card. It's, it's a game used ball of Jordan. It's very hard It's to find. It's from 98 Ovation. It's, uh, you know, this one happened to have the S from Spalding in it, but these cards were really, really tough to find. And it's a game used ball. And I just I'm thought laughing. it was kind of cool. You know, let me tell y'all, let me tell the people watching why I'm laughing. I'm laughing because we're in a group where <laughs> I see cards every day and I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, what did you just show on the screen? A Jordan basketball with the Spalding S in it? Like, it's a card I've never heard of that mm. uh, that is in your top 10 list. Like, I am literally a cellar dweller. I am I'm literally immersed in the sewer water right now. Uh, my number 10 is TakeItTo.net, right? So that's, that's how impoverished we are here in Louisiana. TakeItTo.net, from an aesthetic standpoint, is my number 10. You know, it's serial number two. Uh, is it 1,000 or 999? I can't remember. I think it's 1,000. It's yeah. a thousand, right? Yeah. And then they've got some backdoor copies that aren't serial numbered. If you're watching, don't attribute the same value to those. You want the serial numbered version. Um, is it fair to say, and we'll skip, we're about to go to number nine, but is it fair to say Jordan has to be in the insert or the parallel for it to be in your top 10? No. Not do, for any of you have, do any of you have an insert or parallel in this top 10 list that doesn't have a Jordan card? It's my next one. Yeah. Oh, it's the next one. All right, let's go yeah. then. Let's go. What's number nine? Uh, for me, you can go, Mr. Dawson, if you want. No, I okay, fine. Uh, mine is again based on looks. I like the Beam Team first year Beam Team. Uh, this happened to be Shaq. I like the Jordan too, but this was Shaq's rookie year, right? So for me, the Shaq won over the Jordan just because of the rookie year. But I like the Beam Teams. I thought they were very cool. I remember pulling them out of packs in '92, and for me, that's just an aesthetically great looking card. I'm with you. It, it's hard for. Because technology changed so much, it's hard for an early year insert, early 90s insert to sneak into a top 10 from a what's your favorite question, right? I like that one, though. And, and I've got a beam team coming up, but it's not 92. Go for it. What do you got, Josh Adams? Uh, Prime Twine, 99 okay. Prime Twine, which I think is just a cool looking card. It's got all like the intricate lace die cut of the of the set. You got you got Iverson, Pippins in there. And there's no Jordan because it came out right a year after he retired, but I just think it looks awesome in person. There's cool, cool cards. Do you have any of them? What do you have? Which, which uh, I used to have an Iverson. I don't have any right now, but I yeah. used to have an Iverson. I have the same one. <laughs> only Iverson. <laughs> right. I only see Iverson and Pippen. It's only two I ever yeah. see. Yeah. Iverson's super collectible, man. I mean, he, if Iverson and Vince Carter, for something about them, like, yeah. everybody wanted to be them, right? You wanted to handle rock like Iverson. You wanted to jump like Vince Carter, right? I mean, it's right. just one of those deals. Right. Um, my number nine is, uh, again, like I'm as basic as it gets, right? So I'm naming the most common inserts. But Platinum Portraits for me 
is the next one. Um, cool. You know, it's got the interesting. I don't even know if you want to call it die cut, like the pinholes creating the silhouette of the player uh, front and back. Um, super tough pack pull. You guys are going to know the pack odds better than me. Um, but Platinum Portraits um, is is my number nine on my list. What's number eight on your list? Uh, let's go Midwest, Josh. What's number eight on your list? Uh, uh, 93 Finest Refractors. I just like I just like those. I think they're awesome. The the Jordan card actually is my least favorite in that set. Um, he's got a weird look on his face. I do like yeah. the Shaq in that in that set, and the and the Bird are my two favorite cards in that set. Oddly enough, let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. This is the card he's talking about. You know, most people who've been in the hobby for a while know this is Jordan's first refractor, right? That's it. Yeah. That's that's where it all began. That's where refractors all began. Uh, I'm not. I am correct on that, right? That is Jordan's yeah, right. first refractor card. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's that's uh, Midwest Josh's number eight on the list. You can't go wrong with that. And I think that's the first parallel. Is that the first parallel? No. I mean, is that the first parallel on any of our lists? Like everything else has been an insert. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and just so I don't I know, we got. I got. A, a, I shouldn't jump from A to Z here. A lot of the viewers that are watching may not understand the distinction because oftentimes you'll hear people say inserts are parallels, right? We collect inserts and parallels from the nineties. An insert, why don't we let one of you Josh's explain it? Y'all are going to say it much more eloquently because you're not in, from Louisiana. Tell me what you got. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, a parallel is a card that looks just like the base card but has either some sort of refractor or other sort of overlay on it, so it looks the same exact like the, like the, like the base. Sorry. Whereas an insert is a completely different looking card. So like an example would be a PMG is an insert. I'm sorry, is a parallel because it looks just like the base card. Whereas yep. Platinum Portrait, or not Platinum Portrait, no, that'd be a wrong example. Uh, Diamond Dimensions is an insert as opposed to a to a parallel. Yeah, looks totally different than than the base version of that right. card. Right, yeah. right. Inserts are more, uh, well, well, this has changed a lot. Inserts used to be more, there used to be a, a larger number of inserts in a given set that was produced than there were parallels. There might only be one or two parallel, but there might be 12 insert sets from that product. Now I feel like it's flip-flop significantly. There may be five or six inserts, but as we know from Prism in the Panini era, there could be like literally 75 different parallels, right? Every color, right. purple, yeah. fast break purple, Oreo cookies, Sasquatch, <laughs> you know, tiger, dragon scale, you know, snakeskin. And so uh, now parallels have kind of taken, uh, you know, a more predominant uh, portion of the hobby than, than inserts have. But and again, we're getting way off topic here. I think inserts are going to have their day. Even Panini era modern inserts. I think certain ones are going to have their day. And it may be 10 years from now. And there's some right now that are super hot with the color blast, downtown kaboom and all that crap. But I'm telling you, I think there's going to come a time where everything we're seeing happen in the 90s with inserts is going to happen in the both the 2000s and the 2010 to 2020 era. I think that time's coming. Now, it might be parallel inserts. It might not be the base insert, but I think it might be the parallel inserts, right? Maybe the silver insert version of something. So who knows? Uh, did we get number eight on your list yet, Josh? Northeast Josh, let's go. What you got for number eight? So my number eight is from 94 Emotion. Very weird one, but it's called Excited. And it's real shiny, real tough. I mean, they're just, they're very condition sensitive. And I just thought this was a, a very fun one. You know? Right there? Yep. I got it. Yep, that's it. So I got Pippin pulled up on the screen. A raw yeah, Pippin so pulled those up are, on the uh, Those are, you know, again, they're 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 inexpensive relatively, you know, uh, to anything else. Jordan's not in that one. But 
Um, I just really like the look of that card, you know, and uh, I like the shine to it. And from 94, it's uh, it's old, you know, for relatively speaking for a, a shiny insert. Yeah, we got the Pippin pulled up. It sold for $3.40 a few days ago. So that just goes to show you, this list is not based on value. This is like straight up. If we saw it in a showcase at a card show, you would it would catch your eye, right? This really is what aesthetic. I like to look at. I like to have it. I like to look at it. I'm not yeah. worried about how much I can sell it for in six months. Uh, number eight on my list is Star Power Supreme. Let me pull this one up. This is a uh, this is one a lot of people might recognize. So this is going to be an insert, but it's also a parallel insert. Um, so we'll pull up the Jordan. I'm sure he's on there. Here's the raw one, right? So we've got the Jordan Star Power Supreme pulled up. And the reason I say it's a parallel insert is because Star Power is an insert, but there's three versions. There's the Star Power, the Star Power Plus, and then the Star Power Supreme. Star Power Supreme being the highest end of those three that I just named. So it is, uh, it's a little bit different looking than the Star Power and the Star Power Plus. But this one really gets me because it's kind of translucent. You see the Jordan on the front shooting the layup, and it is die cut in that top left corner. Uh, but you also see a Jordan that's kind of in the background, but he shows up on the back of the card as well. I probably should have pulled up one from my vault, but that's uh, that's my number eight on my list. Josh Adams, what do you have for number seven? Uh, Silky Smooth. Okay. This uh, is weird. This is a weird one. It is. I like that one. <laughs> Let's pull it up. Tell me about it. I just like, you know, th that net opens up. Yep. You know, that, that part, that's why I think, I think it was so cool when I – would buy those and find them in packs. It was just neat to me as a kid to see that you could like have a card that had like two parts basically and you could open yeah. the net up. And of course, it you know broke a lot of them off. But uh, the card itself is awesome. That's the one card I would never get slabbed because if you get it slabbed, you can't uh, open it. You know, open it. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it's why like locking it. a book up. And you can't open the book and read it, right? <laughs> right. Right. This is a funny. Josh Dawson and I have a funny story about this. I was about to do an explore the card episode on this card, and we had to put it on hold because the PSA. Pop report was messed up. Like I was do, I ran my numbers and then I reached out to Josh and I was like, Josh, does this sound right to you? He's like, uh, I know it's not right because I'm holding a PSA blank. It was like PSA nine. And I was like, well, I'm showing that none exists. And he's like, well, I'm holding it. And I was like, oh, then something's wrong. So Josh has reached out to PSA. They're going to fix it up and we're going to get, uh, we'll get that explore the card episode out featuring this silky smooth insert. It is a very, interesting insert because some people remove and i've never had one in my hand y'all have the netting can can the netting be removed can it be opened and then removed easily without damaging the card because i see people grade it without the net yeah and, and sgc grades it without the net as does bgs psa just told me that they do not grade it with the netting although i've seen some copies that have been graded with without the netting so i think those have to be you know, taken out of their holders at some point or fixed or whatever. But, but yeah, I, I've seen them both ways with and without the netting from all grading companies. I'm trying to find one. Is that it? Yep. There's your, there's your Kobe. First of all, that's a, that's a badass looking car without the net in the way. So that is, uh, that is an example of PSA grading a silky smooth insert without the netting. Right. And then, you know, we looked at the one with the netting. It just looks, you know, completely different. Um, yeah, different people have different opinions on whether they want the net on there. Just like people have different opinions on whether they want the coating on their finest refractors or they don't want the coating on their finest refractors. That could be an entire episode because people are adamant one way or the other and uh, people rarely see eye to eye. I think we did a poll in our group the other day and it was like split right down the middle as far as who wants coating and who doesn't. Um, so I won't get us too off track by talking about that. Number seven on my list. Are we on to me? Is it my turn? Number seven? Yep. 
Number seven on my list is real easy. It's the Jordan Warp Speed. And if y'all don't have it on your list, your list is wrong. Uh, here we go. We got the Jordan Warp Speed. Let me pull it up on the card ladder so we can see it. Here we go. So shiny. Yeah, it's so shiny. It's almost like a refractor, but it's not a refractor. He's wearing the 11 Concords. He's got the tongue out. I mean, it, it checks all my boxes. It looks like he's somewhere in space or something like that. That's number seven on my list. Uh, we won't talk too much more about it. We're going to have to hustle to get through our list. So what's number six on your list, Josh Adams? Uh, I put Beam Team on this one. Just Which year? 92? Yeah. More of Fair a enough. Okay. So Beam Team 92 is on both of y'all's list. What you got next, Josh? Mid uh, Northeast Josh? Scoring Kings. 93 Scoring Kings. Everybody knows this, right? We'll pull it yep. up anyway, but everybody's familiar with this. I chose this raw version because you can actually see a good picture. Josh, yeah. I bitch about this on my channel all the time. It is so difficult to get a good, accurate picture of this card in a digital image because in hand, this is this is a great picture, actually. This is like off the charts, great picture. The lightning background is just absolutely unmatched, and it falls into that list uh, with your 92 Bean team of very early Jordan inserts, which is rare. It's hard to... It's hard for them to keep pace with the 95, 96, 97 stuff where the later inserts have the better technology. This card is filthy. I am the proud owner of, again, y'all are going to be looking up at Cajun Cardboard, the proud owner of the Scoring Kings PSA 10 set. So one of the very few sets out there in the world. Um, that's one of the sets that I put together. And obviously it features this one, which everybody's familiar with. And this card's actually, if anybody's watching, this card's been on a downtick in a serious way in PSA 10 condition. Have y'all noticed that? Yeah. Yep. Way down. Like the card pushed 20. It might even eclipse 20. It pushed 20 in PSA 10 condition. I think the last one sold for just maybe just a shade over 10. And so, um, again, I'm not complaining. I mean, I own the card. I'm not complaining. I love the fact that there's a Jordan buying window. I, I thought it was over, right? I thought those days were over, guys. I didn't think we were going to ever have a chance to buy some of these Jordans uh, that we didn't have in our collection yet. But Scoring Kings is unquestionably got to be uh, got to be on the list. Uh, number six on my list is rave reviews. Um, I don't know why, and maybe I'm crazy and I'm clearly a kid who grew up in the eighties. Uh, when I look at this card, I think of the video, the arcade game Cubert. Did y'all ever play that with a little weird little yeah, creature with the legs yeah. and he had a big nose. He looked like an anteater with no arms, but legs, uh, and he jumps around on a big triangle thing. Um, I see Cubert. I don't know why I see Cubert, but, um, this is uh, an absolutely beautiful card and a high-end card. Uh, you know, this is the raw copy. The PSA 10 of this card is uh, a big number. There's not very many. There's 17 of them. Uh, man, that doesn't even look like the one that I just showed. But there's a there's a PSA 10 copy of that card. Either one of y'all have the PSA 10? I don't even know why I'm asking. I know Northeast Josh has it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, that card was supposed to be die cut originally. If you look really? at the black, look at the black sides and imagine it being die cut. Right there where it's black. Yep. Wow. Well, that will be about the only way to make that card more badass than it is right now. Is seven? Yeah. Is it fair to say that a pop seventeen card is a high pop card for you in your collection? No, 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 <laughs> no. That's not high. That's a, that's a nice the, number. It's a good number. Midwest Josh, what's number five on your list? Uh, essential credentials. Okay, parallels. All right. Um, I never really got into those until I, I bought a Frank Thomas baseball one. Yep. And they're just amazing in hand. Now I need to get, I need to buy them all. Like that's, you know, I'm a few clients away from getting that one, but you know, uh, the other, <laughs> or I mean, one big client, one Johnny Depp away. Right. Right. You need Johnny Depp to do something wrong. Illegal. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> and, he, uh, it sounds like he's had many illegal things done to him, but you need him to do something illegal and then to hire you. <laughs> I just, uh, I love everything about these cards. Uh, I mean, each uh, the Garnett in that set is amazing. The Penny's great. Every card just pops. And in hand, they're amazing. They're great yeah. looking cards. It's one I've never owned. Yeah, yeah, I don't own one either. It's an interesting color choice. Maroon, red, and pink. That's Thank like, you. you would think it would be like, ugh, that's a awful color combination awesome. but it stands out right i mean it mm -hmm. it definitely stands out what you got northeast josh number five on your list so i'm gonna go way way ex extreme cheap compared mine is a 94 stadium club rising stars and wow. it's real hard I, I don't even know what we're about to see i'm not familiar with it at all so Let's it's it real up. hard to you know see in a flat image but as you can see here okay now i do know yeah i do know so they're real, they're real tough. I mean, I don't, I don't think uh, there's ever been a 10 of the Shaq. But it's, um, I love the, again, that's one of the earliest inserts for me. And I just love the look of it. I can't walk by a table and not look at it. It's a good looking card right there. Oh, yeah. awesome. it, when you look at it, you would think it would be very valuable. But again, all that, you know, it's not necessarily aesthetics that determines the value of a card. It's, you know, the pack odds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's a great one. I like that number five. Uh, my number five is, uh, it's Beam Team, but it's a different Beam Team. It's this Beam Team. It's the 1995 Beam Team, uh, which I just think checks every box for me. So I've got a, uh, a raw one it. pulled up here. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, if you've never had one of these in hand, it's easy to look at the card and think it's it's not die cut, but it is die cut to the extreme. You can see the letters, you know, the beam at the top and the team is die cut. But those are also little rivet die cuts as well, where you see those like up and down vertical lines. And then it's also die cut in that little uh, creepy ghosty image over Jordan's right shoulder, uh, which is, I guess uh, supposed to be him. Um, yeah. So color out of the wazoo, like just super colorful, super pops. And it's actually a really low pop card um, in PSA 10 condition. Let's see if I can pull up the PSA 10 for us real quick. Here it is. PSA 10 is a pop 29. I'm lucky to have one of these. I know Josh Dawson has one, so I'm not even going to ask. It's a rhetorical question. Um, that's my number five. What is number four on your list, uh, Midwest Josh? Uh, top Stadium Club, one of a kind from 1997. Um, I think they're cool because it's got a really neat kind of gloss finish on the photos, on the card. Yeah, yeah like you can't really tell in person. They yeah, don't even have – there's a good copy right there. Yeah. They don't even have a PSA 10 in here. I wonder what the pop is on that. Probably not very high. I don't know. I mean, they're great. I mean, it's good. So I, I like that shot, too, of them. You got the, the back of the jersey, which you don't see a lot in a lot of his cards. And it just, again, again in person, it just it really it really pops. That is a good-looking yeah, card. Yeah. What you got? Number four, Josh Dawson. Mine is Hot Numbers, 95 Flare Hot Numbers. It's, uh, again, very hard to see in a uh, flat image, but it's 3D lenticular. You move the card, it kind of moves behind them. It's, uh, for me, it was one of my favorite looking, you know, graffiti kind of cards, you know? Not hard to find. First of all, you've noticed there's a, there's a little bit of a theme is that bright colors appeal to the three of us, right? And I think that's pretty much something you could say for most of the hobby, especially ultra-modern collectors, right? Uh, if ultra modern collectors would just educate themselves, they'd realize, hey, all of these, you know, fast break pink 
neon green has been done before, right? We did it in the 90s, and Michael Jordan's on the cover, cover of those cards. But but I agree with you, Josh Dawson. This Hot Numbers card is really cool. I've never been able to, um, to like, really look in detail to see if any of these numbers mean anything specific to Jordan. Um, I don't know if they do, but, but essentially it's just a hell of a lot of really colorful numbers behind him. Um, I see a bunch of years and stuff on there. And then you see like 19.9. That might be how many steals he averaged one year probably. But uh, but Hot Numbers is not a tough card to get. And it actually, I didn't explore the card episode on this particular card. And I've got it in a, in a 10 as well. But uh, it's a Pop 209. So it's not a crazy rare card. And, you know, mm -hmm. and look, they're, add, they're adding more all the time. So it's not an impossible card to get. I mean, there's been almost 20 of them added in just the last year. Um, but what I like about it is the word lenticular. I never heard that word in my entire life. And the only time I've ever used it is when talking about this card. So yeah. it's always a, a need to learn a new vocabulary word in the hobby. Uh, number four on my list is the hot shots, right? Um, this is a, a card that most collectors are familiar with. It's die cut. Um, you know, if you see one in a showcase, there's no, whoops, I did something wrong. Is it one word? Maybe it's one word. Nope. Why can I not find hot shots on here? Oh, there it is. There's our Hot Shots, and that's a really good, clean picture. Um, hot Shots, PSA 10 on your screen. It's Jordan. It's a flame. It's got a giant Spalding ball behind him. Um, just a great-looking card. One of the many Jordan die cuts. You know, I've got a bunch of die cuts on my list. Uh, I really like die cuts from the 90s. We, Josh, uh, Josh Adams and I talked about this the other day, Josh Dawson, that ultra-modern collectors kind of look down on die cuts. They don't really like them, but us collectors yeah. from the 90s, absolutely love them i think it's because we had never seen them before they had never existed right so when they came out it was like whoa they're not shaped like a rectangle you know this is nuts um, two of my last three are going to be die cut there you go so, yeah you're with me man i mean it's yep. uh that's one of mine that's my number four what you got number three josh adams uh 98 fleur classic 61 out of 61 yeah. it's um it's kind of what i like about it it merges vintage cars with like a modern twist on it which i think is really neat uh, so they had it in, in basketball, they did it in baseball too, but for basketball, it's a great set. The, uh, it's got the same layout, like the 1961 Fleer basketball set. And the top part that has the uh, team name and the player name, uh, is a refractor type type sheen and they're numbered out of 61. Is, is it, um, Fleer or Flair? Fleer. 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 That's 98 Fleer Classic. Yeah. Fantastic set. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and and I know I don't own this card for a Kobe or a Jordan. I see Kobe's and Jordans often, and I don't know Kobe's dunking on Jordan on his card. See, you can see right here on the picture. This card's been on fire lately. And then some of them, are they all uh, – there's a base version, and then there's a number yes. to 61. Okay, yeah. Yes. So explain that to us again. Sorry, did I miss that? Say it again. I was looking yeah, for it. So, so there's the base that just has the entire set that looks like the 61 Flair basketball set, and then they have this refractor parallel – that has just the top part is, is a refractor uh, and the back is stamped out of 61. Got it. Got it. And that card has been on fire lately. Not those just Kobe are... and Jordan, but uh, I think people are looking at putting those sets together, if I'm not mistaken. I've so noticed those that. are not well known and they're right. really, really rare. Yeah. And they make they do they make two Kobe versions, Josh? I don't know. They make two jo different Jordan versions. Two Jordans, just one Kobe version. OK. Yeah. I, I know a, I know a dentist in Milwaukee that's got a Jordan. I, 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 do. Have, I have both of Jordans. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> I need one. I need one. All right. What are we on? Number we on number three now? Josh, yes. Northeast Josh, what you got for number three? Big man on court. 96. Big die awesome. cut. Bubbly graffiti again. Um 
pull a lot of one up. Let's I even like the regular better than I like the ZP because the regular is shinier. It's a little brighter. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have that refractory finish or whatever, but it's a, uh, yeah, I, I just think the, uh, the regular one non ZP yeah. is, is even brighter. So I was going to ask you if other than the, the gold stamp where it says ZP, is there a distinction? And it sounds like there is a distinction otherwise between the base and the ZP. There is a distinction. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, the ZP. It's a little more dull, but it almost has like a sheen, a sheen to the whole thing. Yeah, and uh, and we've talked about this before. You know, uh, you know, new investors, new Jordan collectors, be real careful. There are some ZP fakes that came in in bulk from uh, from Taiwan. Not to disparage Taiwan, that just happens to be where they originated from. And they got through Beckett, right? They, they got put into BGS slabs. There are some experts out there who can identify fakes from reels. I'm not the guy, um, but there are people out there. So do your research before you buy a big man on court, especially if it's a big man on court, ZP Jordan in a BGS slab. Just do your research. Uh, we're not going to spend this episode talking about how to spot reels and fakes. Number three on my list, and I can't believe nobody's mentioned it. Maybe it's coming up. Noise boys. Uh, that is, uh, that is on my list for sure. Let me actually put it in the ladder, uh, so we can pull up a bigger picture. Let's pull the Jordan up here and we'll put 10 on the screen. There's the, uh, there's the noise boys, Jordan 10. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's from Skybox Thunder. You don't hear about Skybox Thunder, but when you do hear about Skybox Thunder, it's almost always about this noise boys card. Um, I wasn't even familiar with the product Skybox Thunder. Y'all are going to know more about this than me. Did they even make more than one year of Skybox Thunder? I don't know if they did. I don't think, I they, don't did. think they did. I don't think they did. Have y'all ever heard of another Skybox Thunder insert other than Noise Boys? Yeah. Well, yeah, they got the... Uh, what else is out there? The Rave. Isn't the Rave from that same year? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Rave. That's parallel, parallel, Rave, Parallel? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, mine. That's my number three. Something about Jordan wearing the black. You know, it's just it's a it's just a big time. And that car picture doesn't do it justice because it's very no. actually shiny when you you know kind of hold it in the light. It is. It's almost got like a glaze. It's not a refractor, but it's almost got got like a glaze on it. Right. It's got a glaze on it. Yep. Number two. What you got? Number two, Josh. Uh, I got ninety-eight SP authentic profiles. Uh, out of one hundred, profiles three, series three. God, this is gonna be impossible to look up. Profiles one word. Yeah. Yes. Profile. Yep. I wonder if it's a numerical three. No, it must be a. Either one. Let me just type in Jordan. Oh my God. Is it? Well. It's SP authentic first. It's uh. From '98, they had three different versions of that card, and uh, that's terrible. One, two, and a three, and the three is out of a hundred. It's got die cut on the top and the bottom. Uh, I can't find it. Nice refractor type. Uh, I have it somewhere I can get a picture of. We'll it. just have to take your word for it. Everybody's familiar with it. We've seen it lately. It's, you know, hand numbered. The numer yep. numerator is hand numbered. The denominator yep. serial number. That's been a, a hot card lately, too, as well. I already know what your number one is going to be. I know what you're going to. You're only picking your cards to pump your cards, and then you're probably going to sell them next week. Is that I'm fair? I'm not selling any of that stuff. <laughs> it's never going anywhere. I know. I'm kidding. You know I'm joking. Know. All right. What you got, Northeast Josh? What do you have for number two? We're getting to the nitty gritty. These are big time. These are these, this matters here, right? Yeah, 97 Skybox Rubies. Oh yeah. Oh, this fantastic. Guy. So it's uh one of my favorite again, just looking aesthetically, it's one of my favorite cards. That is a gorgeous card. That is ridiculous. Yeah, and again, the picture it's hard to tell, but in the video here you can see how 
you know, shiny it is. Yeah. And Josh has got one on his screen. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, so that's that's a, it's one of my favorite ones, um, you know. That's a monster card pushing six figures in a BGS nine PSA nines over six figures. So that is a, that's a monster card with, you know, the PMGs with the credentials and in, in, in the rubies. I mean, those are, those are three monsters uh, for sure. For sure. Uh, my number two is and my number one and two are going to be pretty similar. And I can't believe y'all have not mentioned it yet. Um, but sorry, I should have put it in red. Sorry. I'm, even though I own a red and not a green, I'm going to go ahead and, and go in order just to be fair, right? I've got my 97 Metal Universe PMG uh, PMG red. Um, obviously, it's a surprise if you watch my channel, you know I'm trying to collect the set. Um, you know, I've got a nice little partial set put together. I'm in a little bit of a holding pattern because these cars ran up in value. But, um, you know, it's funny when you ask people in the hobby, what do you think about the PMG reds? Half the people say, oh, my God, they're beautiful. And half the people say, oh, my God, they're ugly as hell, right? <laughs> Nobody can decide. I happen to think they're really cool. I do think that whoever designed them was maybe dropping acid at the time. Uh, they're a little disturbing. Sometimes you'll see uh, airplane propellers and alligators and, uh, you know, ceiling fans. It's like there's no rhyme or reason to what is in the background of these cards. The Jordan one's actually a little bit demure compared to some of the other ones. Like the Shaq one's got a big... Uh, I know, Josh, you probably got it. The Shaq one's got a big airplane propeller in the background. I don't know what's going on. Uh, robotical arms coming on. This, You know, I don't know what was happening there. But uh, 97 PMG Reds, number two on my list. What you got, Josh Adams? What's your number two? Or number one. Sorry, we're down to number one. Yeah, so number you're going one, on record. This is number me, one. My favorite, favorite insert, I guess, Jordan, if you go Jordan or 90s basketball is Diamond Dimensions. That's just my favorite of all time, wow. for personal reasons. Okay. With an honorable mention to the 99 Rubies, which are – just not 99. I'm sorry, 97 rubies. What year is Diamond Dimensions? Well, let me just plug in 98. 98. 97, 98. There you go. God. Yeah, it'll come up under 97, I guess. What's wrong with me? Why can't I pull stuff up suddenly? I'm usually so good at, at this. I don't know why. I don't know why Diamond Dimensions is not coming up. No, I can't get anything on the card ladder. Nothing. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. There it is. There it is. All right, we found it. Go. I don't know what's going on. Sorry, that was terrible. Wow, there's a nine point five for you. That's a monster. Nice um, card. That's a godly. I've never seen it that vibrant and bright red. I thought it was a little bit darker. That one. That's one hell of a picture. Whoever took that picture. Yeah, it's it's killer. Mine's yeah, no wonder it sold for twenty grand a few weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. And they're all hand numbered out of the hundred, right? So. That's right. So just like the profiles, uh, stamped denominator but hand numbered numerator there's something yeah. about putting like real blue ink and this is black but like real ink on the card yeah. when you're numbering the card that just makes it feel more special you know what i mean yeah um right. yeah that diamond dimensions is a monster it's a tough grade too. Card, yeah. uh what about you josh dawson what's number one on your list favorite looking one 96 skybox cut above killer there we go. We'll pull up the penny. The baseball had a cut on top and bottom, but just the saw cut is, to me, I loved them. And good luck finding that card in a PSA 10. If you find one in a PSA 10, you're going to pay a handsome price. Let's see if we can find one. You won't. You won't you find won't. one. In the, there not a one. lot of them. Yeah. Not, not, a Jordan, not a Jordan. Nope. I mean, even a Grant Hill. I mean, we're looking at a freaking Grant Hill PSA 10. 
that is a pop three, 1100 bucks. Um, you know, Shaq, PSA eight. That's nuts. Those are big time cars. The, here's a Kevin Garnett, which is a pop one that sold for 25-24 in October of 2021. So very rare card to find at a PSA 10. My number one is uh, a card that I don't own and I never will own. So you can't accuse me of, uh, of being biased or pumping my cards. But it's a 1997 uh, Precious Metal Gems Jordan. Um so many stories behind this card, insanely valuable. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably the most valuable Jordan card in the world. I could be wrong. There could be some, you know, one-on-one masterpiece out there. If, what do you guys think? A numerically graded PMG green. Is there a, is there a bigger Jordan card out there? Nobody really talks about this very often. I mean, what about an essential credential now, Jordan? I believe that, that, I mean, that's, I don't know what that's numbered out of. I think it's nine. Is that a nine, right? Nine. Yeah. Yeah. So theoretically, we know that one of these greens has been destroyed, correct? Yes. Yes. So there's really nine greens and there's nine the now is the essential credential now. Wow, that's interesting. So um again, there are one-on-one Jordans out there. I don't know if any of them would eclipse this. I, I think this is probably the most recognizable Jordan out there. It is weird. It's kind of Christmas colors, right? Because Jordan's in the red and you got the green in the background. Um, but, uh, but that would be my number one in, in, you know, it could be possible that I'm biased just because it's worth, you know, whatever, four five, three, four five million dollars, whatever, depending on the grade, of course. Um, but, uh, but that's number one on my list. Uh, so that's our, uh, that's 30, 30 right there. And I, there wasn't very much duplication. Isn't that interesting that, you know, we all have top 10 lists and of, of the 30 possibilities, we only overlap maybe on two or three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Aesthetically, you know, yeah. absolutely. I have a couple of years, uh, both of yours, and you know, uh, one you know my kind of favorite, uh, you know, Grail cards that I own. But I, I aesthetically, it didn't hit the top ten. So. Yeah, there's no wrong. Uh, there's no wrong list. You, there's no right or wrong when it comes to '90s stuff because it's all you know, it's all aesthetics. So, uh, all right, let's get Josh back on our screen here. Uh, let's talk about some cards. Topic number three is just Josh Dawson showing us awesome cards. Yeah. and telling us about yeah. them. Maybe take Josh, go through a card, one card at a time. We're like at the hour mark. So we got, we got 10, 15 minutes. Take maybe a minute to talk about each card and just show us what you got rapid fire. Let's see it. Yeah. Before we get there, I'll just show you two fun nineties cards that are, uh, you know, we talked about the peel, no peel. This is a card that's never been peeled. So it's, it's black. Just a black card, but it is of Michael Jordan. Is that that mystery so, thing? Yeah. So you don't know if it's a refractor, a borderless refractor, uh, you know, so it's a uh, it's kind of fun that it's a uh, it's just never been peeled, so you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's almost then, like uh, a, that's nuts. Wait, hold yeah. on. You're telling me you're okay with that card in your collection and not cracking that slab and peeling that off to see if it's a refractor? Correct. I had this graded. <laughs> Josh Adams, what do you think? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, don't couldn't don't do crack it. it. I couldn't do it. It's like having an 86 Fleer pack graded. I couldn't do that either. You got like, to get into that stuff, man. You got to start uh, finding open wax. No way. I know my limitations. Yeah. I got to see what <laughs> I need. I need closure. I need closure. I'm so impressed that you have not peeled that off. All right. What, what else you got? Show it, me and, uh, because you like oddities, Brian, uh, there's one you don't see often. So obviously everybody knows the 94 uh, finest Jordan, right? But this one is the one where he's wearing number 23, which you never yeah. see. So it's a... Uh, he only wears 45 in the regular issue and the refractor, but this one is a test test issue where they had the 23 before he came back and decided to change his number. So a couple of these 
snuck out. Wow. You're so, right. I've cool. never, ever seen that. I've ne- Have you well, seen that, Josh? I, I Only from Josh Dawson. That's it. <laughs> that's right. No, it's a, it's just a funky one. So those aren't uh, valuable or anything. It's just more of a, you know, a fun one. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. These are just, uh, you know, extras on the, uh, the 90s insert train. Um, obviously, these are my bigger ones. Uh, Jordan Rookie. Yep. You know, everybody's familiar with that one. Not much to say about that. It's gone up. It's gone down. It's, you know, the reason I like this one so much, the, uh, the uh, cut above is, as you just talked about, it's the pop report, right? So for me, uh, this is the only 10 of Jordan. So it's a pop one. Wow. So that's that's yeah. the reason I'm not going to get rid of this one. Probably the only 10 forever with the way things are going at PSA. They've become extremely strict. Y'all have both experienced that, I'm sure. Yep. Yep. Which is fine, you know. My next one, Precious Metal Gems. Uh, again, I just love the card. It's a... Uh, Real shiny, has the kind of the rivet, the metal look to it, um, and a numbered out of 50. So it's one of my uh, bigger grail cards. All these I just had reholdered, so um, these are just brand new back from the PSA. Um, one Josh mentioned, our friend Jambalaya. So, again, you know... Awesome card, you know, very recognizable. Everybody knows about it. So there's just a 10 on that label. For those of you who can't see that that close up, there's a 10 on the label, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So that one's a that one's a obviously a well-known card. This one I uh, get asked about probably the most in my entire collection. Um, it's it's just a rare card to, to find. It's the molten metal fusion titanium. Yep. So it's the gold one with numbered out of 40. Um, you know, lots of stories around this card, but uh, this one's a, a tough one to find in any grade, right? Josh, in the, the serial numbering in the top left, isn't that like a die cut into the card? Yeah, it's like punched yeah. out of the card itself. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, awesome. and uh, you know, you can't see it here with the uh, the video, but obviously the, uh, the whole face in the card is, you know, is hole punched so you can see right through the card. That's so, not, let us see the back of that one, Josh. I know that's a humongous Jordan. That is definitely on my grail list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that one's a, that one's a, again, a kind of a bigger card. Um, this is my favorite card I own. Probably the last one I'll ever get rid of, honestly, out of all my Jordans. Not the most valuable, but my favorite looking card. It should have made the other list of, you know, good looking inserts from yeah. the 90s, but mm-hmm. I kind of kept it in this pile instead. But this is my favorite looking Jordan, the Ultra Stars Gold. So it's got the uh, massive embossing. It's got all the colors in the world. It's just missing a die cut. Otherwise, it would check all the boxes. It's also not numbered, um, but it is a uh, it is a condition sensitive one. So it's tough to tough to get in high grade. For sure, for sure. My last couple here are the again a good aesthetically looking one is the. Um, High voltage 500, numbered out of 500. Um, not that rare. I mean, there's 500 of them, right? It's just, uh, but it's rare in the sense that, um, you know, it's hard to get a tough, uh, a high grade. It's rare in the sense that it's in a PSA 10 slab, Josh. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's, it's tough to get in a high grade. Yeah. But there's, I mean, the, the slab count or the total pop count on these compared to the fact that there's 500 of them out there is pretty low. So I don't know where all of them are. 
it, well, it makes you wonder, you know, there's a lot of situations like that with cards in the nineties. You wondered like, like take it to .NET. There's a thousand of them, yeah. but there may be 600. We don't know. I mean, we don't know if they ever made their way out, if they were lost or if they just really weren't printed just because the serial number says a number that doesn't mean that they followed through and actually printed all those. Made that many. Yeah. For right. sure on the high voltage 500. There's, and you got to remember a lot of those are probably regrades too, Josh. You yeah. know? Yeah. That's wild. And a lot of them, they were in $2 packs. They were like yeah. lower end packs. That's, that's hoops, hoops, right? That's hoops. Yeah. yeah it's hoops. Basic hoops. Yeah. And your basic hoop plus, you really can't tell just from first blush that it's a, out of 500 unless, unless yeah. you really know what you're looking at. Because compared to the, I would say a kid back in the 97, 98, looking at that, I don't think you could tell right away. I bet you a lot of them got chucked or sitting in someone's binder in a, yeah. in a closet. Yeah, and look, hard. I think even the base version is really good looking, a good looking oh, yeah. insert. Yeah, it's right. a fantastic looking insert, right? Yeah. Absolutely. A lot of them have refractor lines. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what happened with the cut above too. The refractor line is what made almost none of them a ten uh, right. because they have a, a vertical uh, refractor line going down the cut above. Um, lastly, Jordan here is the uh, Playmaker oh. Theater. So yeah. that that one's obviously a big one. This is the embossed, you know, um, it's numbered out of uh, five uh, one hundred, right? Yeah, one hundred. So, yep. Amazing. So this is, Again, a big a big card, and I've had it forever. That's why you know it's a it's a gem because of I've, I've had it. And my cost base was ridiculously low, but um, yeah, that's one of my favorite favorite Jordans. It's a pop three and a PSA ten. So, awesome. And then I'll uh, last one. I'll I'm going out of the '90s temporarily, just with one card. So this is the Jordan Essential Credentials. Now, um, that's it, the. Uh, green version so kind of like the pmg right it's the green version that you don't see often it is numbered out of four made so uh, there's only four and this got the bgs 95 tried to cross it many times can't do it but uh yeah so that's a uh, that's you know, obviously see-through and everything else but it's a uh, you know awesome a fun card and my last two are uh just put up so two lebrons for fun uh matching lebron this one's numbered out of six Yes. So, Pair those two together. Yeah. So those those are you know those Jeez, are together. Josh, that's special right there. That's same cool. grade, same. Oh my gosh. That's cool. that's yeah, that's why I don't want to really break it out because they're both BGS nine fives. I like it. And uh, you know, one's number to four, one's number to six. So yeah, I like that. Wow. Those are those are big ones. And then my last one, obviously, is my uh, RPA. It's you know financially a quarter of my entire collection, if not more. But uh. Still trying to figure out what to what to do with this long term, right? So that's my uh, RPA from LeBron. That's it. That's the one. So uh, obviously you've seen a lot of these on Golden now. They come up almost every month. Um, patches make all the difference. Um, yep. I, I know we spoke about it, Brian, but I just had the uh, auto grade added to this, so it does have the uh, ten auto now. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Such a killer card. Such a killer card. The holy grail for uh, for LeBron collectors, unquestionably. unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, I just – next year he's going to break, you know, halfway through the season they'll break the all-time scoring record. So that's inevitable at this point. So I think it's, um, you know, where it goes from there, who knows. Yeah. We talked about it. Um, now we could talk about this forever. Yes. Well, that's it. That's oh, Let's wrap it. It's about a, uh, an hour and six minutes. Josh, I promise you um, – this is definitely not the last time we're going to have you on the show because I got a million questions I wanted. I wanted to ask you about PSA versus SGC versus BGS. I wanted to ask you about the, the re-slabbing process you just went through and why. I can tell you this. 
those looked shinier and clearer than you know yeah. traditional slabs that that our guests show on the screen or that Josh and I show on the screen. Um, you know, wanted to talk more about that. Wanted to talk more about your your uh, LeBron collection. I mean, we didn't even get to touch into it. And so um, so this will definitely, I promise you, not be the last time we have you on the show. But I do appreciate you joining us. It was a little bit confusing for somebody from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with two people with the same name, you know. So I, I, I <laughs> kind of remember, right? Uh, one of you has got a hockey jersey on, and and you know, so that that was easy to easy to distinguish between the two of you. But uh, but thank you for joining us. Anything else you want to say? Uh, Josh uh, Dawson is at Northeast Sports Cards on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, get on Instagram. We say it all the time. Go follow uh, at Northeast Sports Cards if you just want to get an education, especially in Jordan and LeBron stuff. Yep. His page sure. is eye-popping. It's not just the rarest of the rare cards. What appeals to me is it's the rarest of the rare cards for grade snobs like me, right? I love BGS 9.5 and I love PSA 10s. And Josh Dawson has those in abundance for cards you rarely see. Um, so it's a, it's a manufactured scarcity with grading scarcity on top of it, which is just preposterous. So I really appreciate you joining us uh, today, yeah. Josh. This won't be the last time. We'll Thank see you in two for months. Looking forward yeah, yeah. to seeing you. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll all see each other for the first time. Well, me, I will see both of you for the first time ever. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that for sure. It'll be my 18th national. So. Yep. How many nationals for you, Josh Adams? Uh, I guess every year since 04 minus two. So yeah, about the, right, right there. Yeah, yeah. Like we probably passed each other in the on the aisles like thousands of times. Thousands yeah. of times, right? So <laughs> finally got to meet last year and spend some time. So yeah, that was fun. Great. That was a good time. We do that again. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we'll wrap it right here. Appreciate both of y'all joining. Obviously, Josh Adams always appreciate you know you you joining us, and I will see you again next Sunday, of course. And we'll uh we'll 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 have to have another guest on, and we'll talk about somebody who's got much better cards than us again next week. Oh, for so. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Can't wait. Right, I'll see you. All right, thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good Sunday.